Shall we read a poem from a light in the attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. <laughs> well, Lauren, when last we left you, you were looking forward to an event. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm supposed to go on an old people cruise with my mother and sister next week. Uh, we'll be flying into Amsterdam, and then we were supposed to take a boat from Amsterdam down the Rhine, through the Main, onto the Danube. And then yesterday I get this email. <laughs> The Rhine and Danube rivers are currently experiencing low water levels that will impact your itinerary. As your ship is unable to sail to Amsterdam due to the river conditions, the first night of your main itinerary will now be in an Amsterdam hotel. On day two, you will transfer to Cologne by motor coach. 160 <laughs> miles. You will visit Kinderjik along the way and stay in a hotel in Cologne for two nights. On day three, your shore excursions in Cologne will operate as normal from your hotel. On day four, you will check out from the hotel in Cologne and travel to Koblenz by motor coach, 70 miles. <laughs> and it says that it might get worse. There might be even more. <laughs> if water levels remain low during your voyage, we may also need to enact what we call a mid-cruise ship swap to bypass areas that are impossible to sail through. Fantastic. Oh my god. Misfortune of misfortunes. So this is going to be essentially a glorified field trip on a bus. On a bus? No. I can't tell you. If you were to ask me what is your least favorite way to travel. (laughs) It is bus. It's on a bus. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh man, that sucks. I know. (laughs) And I've been worried that my 82, almost 83-year-old mother is going to get COVID on this trip. Mm. But the nice thing about a cruise is it's pretty much a hotel on the water where you don't have to be all up in each other's biz all the time. But buses don't have good ventilation. A uh, bus is not a cruise ship, is it? No, bus is a great way to get COVID. When I saw your tweet come down, I went, oh, dearie, no. Then I uh, I started Googling, and apparently the source of the River Thames has now also moved five miles downstream. Yeah, how does that even happen? Well, we got, <laughs> I think it's fed by a lot of different things, and right. now a lot of them are dry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so, like, selfishly, I'm mad about it because it's going to ruin my family vacation, but... In truth, it's a real disaster when the major European rivers are drying up and shipping barges can't get through. We haven't had a lot of direct capitalist hurt from climate change. We shorten the growing seasons, but we have seeds that now produce more. But as far as ways to move goods, like I'm feeling like this... I don't remember within my lifetime of... Shipping ships not being able to get down shipping channels because there's no water anymore. Well, no, it's climate hadn't changed that much yet. Of course, the people who are always going to suffer are the people who can afford it the least. Uh, Companies will just raise prices so that they don't lose their profits and everybody else will have to pay more. And I guess we'll just find out what happens when the rivers run completely dry. This will be a bizarre experience. 
This will be a bizarre experience. I'm also be weird because forward... I will not know what the Ryan and the Danube are supposed to look like. So when I get there, <laughs> I might just see like this muddy pit and be like, well, rivers in Europe aren't really great, are they? I know. I, too, had romantic associations of it. When I was complaining on Twitter, one of my Twitter friends said, well, so much for the blue Danube. I guess it's now the brown Danube waltz. And I was like, if anybody plays that, I'm going to scoff loudly. The brown Danube waltz sounds like ska. <laughs> the brown Danube waltz. Oh, I'm tired. I wish there were more to my personality these days than being tired. <laughs> I'm just tired all the time. I think you're in good company. I think that's quite a lot of people. Frantically getting Is ready your... for this motor coach trip through Europe. Sounds so miserable. I know, and especially with my family. <laughs> and, and, and and as you say, on cruises, you can go drink and go places people aren't and move away from them. And yeah. now it's, oh my God, in a bus. Yeah. A fucking bus. Oh, they're going to get in the, like... And my someone's gonna get COVID. Someone's gonna bring COVID onto the bus. Well, it won't be you. You're still immune. I know. And then my vacation is going to be taking care of my family members that now have COVID <laughs> on a bus. If you get COVID on a cruise, you can just conf- get confined to your room. What? Yeah. What do you do when someone gets COVID on a bus? They black bag you like a CIA op. <laughs> Suppose they like drop you off at a hotel and then are like oh guess you're gonna deal with it <laughs> they boot you out the emergency window <laughs> while the bus is in motion <laughs> there's gonna be a so there's gonna be a european heat wave while i'm in this bus is there any way you can just stay in amsterdam I mean, uh, weirder like thing. i don't know maybe they will just make us stay in amsterdam i don't know i don't know did the cruise end up somewhere far down river, or does it come back to Amsterdam? No, it ends up in Budapest, Hungary. That's right. Oh, fuck. That's that's yeah. just so far from, from Amsterdam. Russ, have you ever been to Amsterdam? I've never been. Yes, I have. What do you recommend? Oh. Give me two shakes, and I can tell you what I recommend. Hang on one sec. I have a list of recommendations. It's going to be in the high 80s in Amsterdam. I mean, you know, Fahrenheit. Sorry, I got one of those. It's going to be 30 degrees Celsius, and I'm going to be on a bus for, like, (laughs) hours and hours. Okay, so, things I recommend. Oh, J.D. Williams Whiskey Bar. Okay. I recommend Micropia. That is a museum of microbes. Oh, that sounds fun. It is a lot cooler than you think it is. No, that sounds really fun. Yes. Um, the House of Bowls has a cocktail and Jennifer experience that I very much enjoyed. There is a restaurant called Winkle 43 that is quite tasty. I don't know if it still exists or if they still do this thing, but I went to a uh, bar called Tales and Spirits. A lot of the menu items didn't have the ingredients listed. They just had a story that went along with them. Well, considering that my sister doesn't drink and my mother is old, I think my I will probably only be able to get in one bar trip. And then, you know, there's the touristy things like the Anne Frank House. Um, the Rijksmuseum is, is quite cool. There's a Van Gogh Museum. That's fun. Oh, Foam. That's another museum. Foam is quite fun. What is Foam? Uh, uh, it's, it's an art museum. Okay. And the Cheese Museum. Cheese Museum? 
Yes, the cheese museum is quite a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Well, the microbe in the cheese museum sounds really fun. I like art museums, but I feel like they may require more time than I have. Mm. Well, the cheese museum does not require any time at all, and you can get a lot of samples while you're there. Neat. That sounds good. (laughs) So. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to read a poem. Is your poem (laughs) in any way related to a lack of water? Kind of. I'm reading Anchored. I thought you might do that. Yeah. Our anchor's too big for our ship. So we're sitting here trying to think. If we leave it behind, we'll be lost. If we haul it on board, we will sink. If we sit and keep talking about it, it will soon be too late for our trip. It sure can be rough on a sailor when the anchor's too big for the ship. (laughs) And there is... A drawing of three kids in, I guess, kind of a rowboat-looking thing. And they have this ginormous anchor that is sticking way out of the water. And they're in shallow, appropriately very shallow water, looking over the board, being like, oh, crap, now what? In preparation for this podcast, I uh, thought you might have a lot to talk about R.E. rivers and boats and things, and I thought you might even pick that very poem. And so I took time to learn how anchors worked. Okay. I mean, I kind of know how anchors work. I did not. I was of the sort that just thought, you know, you drop them to the bottom and they just sort of sit there. Well, Uh, you you have to, you have to, I mean... If the thing is they have like the spikes and stuff so that like if the boat starts moving it'll drag into the bottom. Yeah. The uh, modern anchors as you say have the have the spiky bits but like they also kind of have a lever mechanism in them. Oh, I didn't and know so, that. And so they they fall over and they fall the same way per this mechanism and you want to try to anchor in mud because like if it's just rock the anchor just kind of bounces along the top of the rock when it's muddy it has something to dig into but the anchor is only probably less than half the equation most of what the boat most of what keeps the boat in one place is the the weight of the chain laying on the ocean floor yep see i know about anchors yeah i did not know that until just today cool i feel like i just mansplained anchors at you (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. That's what podcasts are about. The podcasts are about uh, telling other people neat stuff, <laughs> even if your other person, your co-host, knows about it. Oh, man. So how many proper days are there on the boat? The whole thing is supposed to be like close to 14 days. Yeah. And so it sounds like at least four of them are not going to be on the boat as of present. Well... That's not in in the in the scheme of things. Yeah, but it's this not the is worst. this is the most optimistic. <laughs> the, well, but we'll all send positive vibes. Yeah, it's gonna be a heat wave while I'm there. Bring cool packs. I'm gonna bring the cooling scarf that I made for myself, and if I have time, maybe I'll make one for my mother. My sister already has one. I'll should ask her to bring it. <laughs> Any good vacation needs misfortune. I know you said that, and I said I disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my thinking that everything's so fucked is not really, you know. I'm still going to Europe. Yeah. Some of it will be on a bus. Yeah. I'll still get to do some cool things. It's not really my sort of pace because I'm not a cruise person. I'm more of a like let's go biking kind of person. But really, when I say it's so fucked. It's really just that, like, we're so fucked because of climate change, not because my vacation isn't what I thought it was going to be. 
as far as stand-up goes, you have your tight five right there because what a great opener. My cruise was canceled because the river dried up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and away we go. I was thinking one of the reasons I don't like cruises very much is that I get motion sick. And luckily on a river, there's not a whole lot of being buffeted about. So I feel a little dizzy on a river, but it's fine. Hmm. I get pretty motion sick on a bus. Yeah, they are not known for their living room-like rides, are they? God damn it. <laughs> Did, was that metaphor too odd? No. No. Oh. Well, what are you reading, Russ? <laughs> I have a poem born of a strange experience I had last night. So I'll Aww. read the poem and then I'll t- tell the experience. Okay. <clears throat> I am reading Frozen Dream. I'll take the dream I had last night and put it in my freezer. So someday, long and far away, when I'm an old gray geezer, I'll take it out and thaw it out, this lovely dream I've frozen, and boil it up and sit me down and dip my old cold toes in. And the illustration is an old bald man in a rocking chair. No, it's not a rocking chair, it's just a chair. With a big wash tub that says dream number five on it. And he's soaking his feet in it. And <laughs> this was an opportunity for me to talk about my dream existence. Uh, because I have very vivid dreams and I frequently remember them. And I'm one of the people that usually wakes themselves up making odd noises. I'll also do that thing where if someone tries to communicate with me, I will give nonsensical answers to yes. questions they asked. Yes. That can be fun for other people. <laughs> well, last night I had a very, very vivid dream. And I, it, it seemed so real that I woke up in the middle of the night and grabbed my phone and Googled the hot news item in the dream uh, because I was so worried. And then it took about 30 seconds to realize, wait a minute, that wasn't real. Now, what I'm going to read for you is the exact Google string that was sitting on my phone when I woke up this morning. When will the new sun destroy Earth? (laughs) That was the thing I googled. Because in the dream, a rogue star had entered the solar system and formed a binary system with our sun. And that was fucking up everything. And climate, ch- and, and climate change was happening overnight. And the seas would boil. And we had to construct, you know, uh, science fiction-y shelters to protect ourselves from this new sun. And it was a surety that the sun was going to destroy... This new sun was going to destroy the Earth. But it was speculated as to when. And so I woke up in the heat of all this, pun very much intended, and had to Google how much time i had left that plot sounds like hot garbage you should turn it into a screen play roland imerick i'm looking in yeah, your direction exactly. that's an executive producer credit for russy <laughs> this poem reminds me of a song i used to play in college a radiohead song called a reminder and i'm going to send mm. it to you okay all right let's hear us some radiohead before I get old, I'll look at you. 
is Radiohead so good at this? They're real good, aren't they? Damn. God, I love Radiohead. I'm sometimes asking myself, whenever I listen to Radiohead, I'm like, why am I not always listening to Radiohead? (laughs) When I was in college, I would play this song, and as a promise to myself that I would never let myself get boring. (laughs) That's very much open to interpretation, isn't it? I know. I know. College version of me... I don't think would judge current me too harshly because I think they would take a look at all the things that have happened in the world and go, what the fuck? You're still alive. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think younger me would hate current me. I mean, younger me would not be impressed with older me, but I think they would have, (laughs) I think, I think think they would have some level of understanding of of, uh, (laughs) why things didn't turn out the way that. I wanted them to. Knowing how much empathy I have, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I would spit on myself. Oh, what? What would? Why? At this point, I'm so I should have done something, you know. Yeah. Well, the song is uh, saying, you know, if I get old and boring, kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'll let time take care of that. Why do I have to do his d- dirty work for him? I did when I was 19. I had an internship at my mom's office at hmm. National Institute of Health. Hmm. And we, she and I would drive to work, which was an hour commute towards the D.C. suburbs every day and back. And traffic on 270 was awful. And being in the office was awful. And it seemed like everybody was unhappy and everybody hated each <laughs> other. And I was like... If I have to hate my life for 40 hours a week plus commute, eight hours a day plus commute, so that's 10 hours a day, five days a week for my entire life, just I will just kill myself. It's not worth it. I will just kill myself. And I promised myself that, that I wouldn't hate my life for that much of my time and I've kept myself to that I will not work a job that just makes me hate life Mm. what is the worst advice you've ever taken I think I've gotten bad advice before but I'm not sure I've ever taken it Mm. for me it was become an assistant principal (laughs) because that was you know I'd been indifferent towards jobs before but man I never just hated a job until yeah, I mean, it was probably something along the lines of, you know, don't bother with with jobs like trades or anything like that. Do highly intellectual jobs, and hmm. <laughs> what a silly thing that is. If only I'd gotten my ele- elevator repairman certificate. I mean, being an electrician doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look at the economy. Nothing sounds too no, bad. No, it's true. Post office near me closed an hour early today secondary to no one being there yeah well the rivers dry up there are no postal workers hope persists (laughs) and if it doesn't we won't notice (laughs) we won't notice (laughs) if hope doesn't persist we'll keep hoping isn't that sad it it really is the last refuge i had a lot more hope when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) and i was playing a reminder for that if i lost all my excitement for life and my hopes and dreams that maybe i just shouldn't be here anymore 
Mm. And now I still want to survive. Mm. If for nothing else than morbid curiosity. Pretty much. I am curious. <laughs> Let's see what happens next. Remember the murder hornets? Whatever happened to them? Uh, I think we have bigger problems. Uh, we just quit worrying about them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll handle this week's uplifting thought. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit. Now I know how Lauren feels. <laughs> to, to be honest, like I, I sound mopey on this show, but I have too many weird projects coming up to be like actually mopey. Like, oh, I'm just tired. No. I don't know if I describe myself as tired. Definitely grumpy. But now I'm realizing that the more things I can distract myself with, the less time I have to be grumpy. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so stay busy, everybody. Make some. Make a shirt. Everyone, make a shirt. Mm-hmm.